Hello everyone and welcome to season one part two of Snatched, a Gay Times original podcast. Each week we'll be discussing all things Drag Race related, spilling the tea on some of the most iconic moments throughout history and hearing from some of the most legendary past contestants. For those of you who have been listening to Snatched, you'll know by now that my name is Sam Dampshness and I am the associate editor of Gay Times and I'm also joined by... Oh. I don't think I need any introduction at this stage. <laughs> well, that breathtaking voice is our very own fashion queen, Umar Sawa, who is the fashion editor at Gay Times. I mean, when it comes to the world of drag, the conversation never stops. The teapot is always brewing and stewing, bing, bang, bonging, and I'm excited to look back at some chaotic moments. You know me, I love the chaos, the drama, the conflama, I mean... Well, what are we waiting for? Uma, are you ready to sing, sang, song? I'm ready to ding, dang, dog. I'm ready. I'm ready. On this week's episode of Snatched, we will be chatting about Drag Race's staple maxi challenge, The Snatch Game, which, if you didn't know by now sees contestants impersonating a celebrity in a parody of the match game. And their main goal is to make Mama Roo laugh. Simple. Umar, can you even imagine Drag Race at this point without Snatch Game? I mean, I really couldn't, but I'm going to be really honest with you, Sam. I think it took me to, like, season 10 to really understand what Snatch Game meant, as in the rules. I don't know. I feel like I was having a very warped viewing moment where I just didn't understand how you would win the game. I guess winning is just ultimately making RuPaul laugh. Literally. So, yeah, since I figured out the Rubik's Cube of what a Snatch Game is, yeah, I enjoy it. How about yeah. you? Oh, I love it. Oh, it's it's another subsection of the Gay Olympics, isn't it? Like, I just get so excited every single time it comes around. But I don't understand what you mean. How did you not understand until season 10? I look at the world in a very warped, abstract way. So obviously we don't have match game here in the UK. So, like, was the aim of the game to say the most outrageous answers? Was it to get a match? I don't know. Sometimes I just sit and nod. <laughs> so the goal, as we said, is to make Mamaru laugh. So do you think the aesthetic matters? Because... I think there's been cases where the aesthetic has been spot on, right? Take, for example, Max as Sharon Needles failed massively, as did Morgan McMichaels as Pink, Ivy Winters as Marilyn Monroe. You know, list goes on. But they flopped. Does it matter? I really don't think it does at all. I think maybe that's where Queens went wrong in the early seasons, where they were looking for likeness. But if the characterization's there, the punchlines are there, I think that's more important, right? Yeah, exactly. There's been queens who've done celebrities not look the part, but they've done well. So I think it's all about making Rue laugh. That's going to be the theme throughout this episode, isn't it? Me saying, yes, it's all about making Rue laugh. So what kind of celebrity do you think a contestant shouldn't do, in your opinion? Because we've seen Beyonce impersonate three times. She holds the record at the moment for most impersonations with Lady Gaga and Eartha Kitt. Why aren't people understanding that Beyonce just isn't funny? Right, I'm, go I'm gonna have the beehive come with me, aren't I? Girl, be careful of that beehive. It's just not a, it's not a safe bet to choose Beyonce. And I don't think it's necessarily about picking the most outrageous comedy persona out there in the universe. I think you just gotta pick someone who has something to say. 
who has a toe in cultural pop culture and that can ultimately relate to RuPaul. Yeah. And if they're not going to do someone who's well-known, such as Little Edie, we've seen it with Jinx Monsoon, Marlena Dietrich with Sasha Vlaw. And I'm not, I don't mean that Marlena Dietrich isn't well-known. I just mean like in today's pop culture, the audiences back home won't understand. We kind of need a bit of an education through their answers, right? But do it with comedy. Jinx Monsoon did this well. Monique Hart didn't do it. Such a good job as Maxine Waters. Because to be honest, I had no idea who Maxine was. Same with Robbie Turner as Diana Vreeland. You know, you need to make it funny and you need to educate me because I don't have a clue who Diana is. I think you do though, right? Because you're a fashion icon. Yeah, legendary Vogue editor. <laughs> Big no-nos for me are like social influencers. They're never funny. Pheromone bombed with Gigi Gorgeous, unfortunately. Oh, true. I think what you find actually is, take the Morgan McMichael's pink example. Yeah. You have queens that, pick their idols. So obviously Morgan loves Pink. And then they almost become a bit too scared to fully shade them and go wild with it. So, I mean, that's another thing that gets in the head of the queens when they pick their icons like Gaga or Katy Perry or Beyonce. But they never want to cross that line of like taking the piss. And I think that's why when Tatiana did Britney... It worked so well because Tatiana wasn't scared to just, like, have fun with it. Yeah, she took the piss out of Britney and showed her Drag Race sisters that she could be as funny as she is glam. That's the point of Snatch Game, right? Prove you're funny. But, you know, we need to give the season two queen some credit because a lot of them, in the words of Sasha Bell, did not understand the assignment. They didn't know that they had to make everyone laugh. Also, I have fun Snatch Game trivia. Would you like to hear it? Go on. What season was it when Gigi Hadid and Chanel Amman were on the contestant panel. Was it season eight, season nine? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was eight. That's when RuPaul had a complete meltdown and cut the cameras and was furious that Gigi and Chanel weren't giving funny answers. Really? Okay, I didn't know this piece of drag racing information. Who's your source? I think Google. (laughs) (laughs) No, basically, apparently he shut production and basically rounded out the producers and was like, why are these supermodels not prepped better? Like, why do they not have funny answers? And looking at the actual episode, you can see the tension brewing because Gigi and Chanel had not the foggiest of what was going on. Right. I think they asked Gigi, fill in the blank of big something. And she was like, wigs. So... Oh, right. Well, that's a that's a whole other ball game, isn't it? Because as well as the contestants, we need some good guest stars. Yeah. Like, for example, Gemma Collins on UK Season 2. Bless her. She was actually all right, but you could tell she had no fucking clue what was going on either. You need someone who's a fan of the show to come on in yeah. and take the piss as well. It's like a tennis game. Do you know what? You I know, need. you've got to go back and forth and hit that ball. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you for that fun piece of trivia. I'm going to Google it after this to make sure it's correct. <laughs> Oh my god, imagine I start like a social media You don't want them suing you, Uma. No, I love everyone. I love Gigi, I love Chanel, and I love RuPaul. (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) Moving on, how do you feel about contestants on Snatch Game doing past contestants? I don't like it. Okay, why? I don't know. There's something about it, like Violet doing Alyssa and Max doing Sharon. I never really buy it. I think... There's no real reason for it. I just don't gravitate towards it. What about you? I like it. Come on. Aja and Violet both did pretty well as Alyssa. 
I think it needs to be the right contestant, though. Like, they did good with picking Alyssa. Roxy did a good job picking Alaska. Obviously, Max didn't do a very good job as Sharon Needles. But I think if it's the right queen, then absolutely. Imagine if someone sat on that panel and did Tammy Brown. That would be fucking iconic. That would. You know, it has to be the right contestant. What about men? Do you, do you like it when men are impersonated on Snatch Game? Because I know it's been a bit of a controversial pick. Jessica Wilde did RuPaul in season two. But do you mind it when people do men on the panel? I love men. Shocker. <laughs> um, I think it's fine in my eyes. When we talk about opening the spectrum of drag queens as themselves walking through the workroom, you know, exploring trans, non-binary, bio queens as the future of drag... I think men have been some of the funniest. I mean, Denali as Jonathan Van Ness. Iconic. Iconic. Super amazing embodiment. Thorgy Thor as Michael Jackson was, you know, a freaky one. That was good. And yeah, Little Richard was iconic. And then we've also had people that aren't even human. We've had Maria the Robot from Gigi. That was really good. Do you know what I mean? So I'm down for whatever. I agree. I think it could be anything, as long as it's funny. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, something Wong doing David Attenborough. Like... What a gag. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, personally, when I was watching it, I laughed. I think it goes over into the territory where it's like, it's so bad, it's funny. It's bonkers. Yeah. It's fucking bonkers. Yeah. Which celebrity impersonation do you think had the potential to be funny? Because they have a great big personality, but it wasn't executed well. My main pick for this is... Naomi Smalls as Tiffany Pollard. There is so much you can do with Tiffany, right? And what what did Naomi do? She didn't give us the larger-than-life, boisterous personality that New York is known for. She could have thrown in loads of flavour of love, Big Brother quotes. Commit to your character, you know? Commit. And the thing is, I think with characters like Tiffany Pollard and also... I'm going to compare it to Roxy Andrews is Tamar Braxton, mm. where it's like queens that are larger than life and animated, they're not too far removed from like the drag queens themselves. Because you could argue that Roxy was literally just playing a, a crazier version of herself. But I think, yeah, I think it's a shame when characters like Tiffany Pollard aren't fully realised because essentially they're not the most educated, nuanced characters to pick. They can just be yeah. crazy and wild. Who do you think was the biggest car crash? Because there are a few that make me laugh so much because they're so bad. I think you know who I'm going to mention first, right? Can you guess? I think at season four, the whole, what was it? Oh, rom romper room, room fuckery. fuckery. <laughs> yeah. Where Latrice is like, the disrespect on this danced <laughs> because i re-watched that whole segment because i've got a warped memory of it so i was like let me sit down and watch the actual chaos unfold you had jiggly caliente as snooki humping everyone off their podium you had what's her name oh um as beyonce farting everywhere and then you had Dita Ritz as Wendy Williams sandwiched between Jiggly and <laughs> Kenya Michaels and Kenya yeah uh, and then you, I, I swear you had Fifi O'Hara screaming somewhere in the mix as well as Lady Gaga when she was randomly like give a twirl give a twirl give a twirl give a twirl <laughs> what the it was a car crash that I couldn't keep my eyes off it was you couldn't write it <laughs> 
Yeah, I love that. Which Snatch Game, then, do you think out of all the seasons so far has reigned supreme? This is difficult. There's just so many good ones, but then there are so many flops. For me, it's either Season 6 or All Stars 2. Just because Season 6 had Bianca as Judge Judy, Adore as Anna Nicole Smith, and Benedict Creme as Maggie Smith. I mean, that, oh, that was just a trio of award-winning performances for me. Like, any of them could have taken home the win. And All Stars too. I mean, Katya as Bjork just gets me. Just fucking gets me. I agree with you. I think season six, Adora's Anna Nicole Smith. Again, like I said, if you pick a character that's very similar to your personality, you don't have to work as hard. You can just be elevated and, and a chaotic sense of who you are. I mean, Bianca is Judge Judy. Iconic. But I would say I am a fan of season seven because I think... Ginger Minjas Adele. My house. <laughs> my house. What did she say when she was, had the fake cigarette? She was like, was that a match? And they're like, no. And she was like, well, can I have one? Because this is a fake cigarette. <laughs> cigarette. And Pearl was yeah. Big Ange. That was really funny. Yeah, I like Pearl's Big Ange. Because, again, I didn't know who Big Ange was before this. And she educated me. Like, I wanted to go find out who Big Ange was after this. And I know everything about her just from that one impersonation. She doesn't watch Batman and fucking Robin. That's that's what I know. I love, you know, in the Hall of Fame, I love season three Raja's version of Tyra Banks. That was really funny. That was good. The cum guzzling whore line is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, when she was like, I hate the She's <laughs> like, I hate the Omicable. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Do you think we've ever experienced a flawless rendition of Snatch Game that has just had every queen deliver? Mm. Oh. And my follow-up question is: why do you think if we haven't? By the point of season 13, why do people still trip up on Snatch Game? Oh, you're in the interviewer seat now, are you? <laughs> oh my God, I'm Oprah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Flawless Snatch Game, no, I don't think we've had one yet. Just because I think the producers need someone to flop. There needs to be highs and lows, right? So I think even if a queen doesn't do so well, they're going to edit it to make her look bad. Like, for example, I think the one that's come closest to being an, a flawless one is All Stars 2, with Katja as Bjork, with Alaska as Mae West, with Ginger as Tammy Faye Baker. And the people who are in the bottom, Tatiana and Roxy, so Tatiana did um, Ariana Grande, right? I actually found Tatiana really funny in that. And Roxy as Alaska, she wasn't amazing, but she did pull off typical Alaskaisms, right? There wasn't anyone on that panel that, on All Stars 2, who did anything as disastrous as Kenya Michaels as Beyonce, or as, you know, Sonique as Lady Gaga, I don't think anyone flopped on All Stars 2. So I think, for me, that's the closest we've got to perfection so far. But then Season 7 is a close second. But then Max's impersonation of Sharon Eagles was worse than Tatiana and Roxy, you know? So your second question, can you remind me of that, please? Why do you think people still stumble on the Snatch Game? Because you know it's going to happen every season. She gives it to you every time. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, it's a, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think by now, everyone does come prepared with a character. They know now, right? You need to come with at least two characters, to be honest, because who knows who's going to say, oh, I'm doing that one as well. So I think everyone does come prepared. They know how it works by now. But I think when it comes to being on the panel, um, I think it's just nerves. I think it just comes down to nerves because you do have to be quick and witty. And a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, look at... Uh, neither of those things. Well, even quick and witty, funny people sometimes stumble. Like, look at Lawrence Cheney as Ma- Marianne Margulies. Yeah. I mean, Lawrence is a quick and witty, funny lady. And she won the whole goddamn season, but she couldn't, she just couldn't do it. So it just comes down to nerves. I think by now, if you haven't got a Snatch Game character, then you're a fool. Um, and if you haven't got a backup, you're, you're a fool as well. But if you just stumble in Snatch Game because of nerves, it's understandable because it is such a legendary challenge, right? The nerves are going to be getting the best of you. Now, my question for you, what's, what's, we're not going to do a top five this week, right? So we're not we're not doing a top five because we just couldn't decide. Just on it. I mean, there's been 200. It's 200 rendition. Who's got the time for that? Who's got, <laughs> who's got the time? So I'm going to ask you, what's your all-time favourite Snatch Game performance? And I don't want you to give me backups or anything like that. I want you to give me one definitive answer. I would say Alaska as Mae West. I just think there's just something about that performance and she's like why don't you come it's like why would you fuck me up the ass sometimes or something i just feel like i had no idea who may west was but it was just so funny i think her comebacks that is the definition of being quick and witty yeah i mean this is how it's done that is how you can prepare for snatch game I actually ranked that number one on my top Snatch Game performances list. I think I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. It's on gaytimes.co.uk, guys, if you want to check it out. Uh, so I actually ranked that number one because I think Alaska is the definitive Snatch Game performance. But I actually think my personal favourite is Katia Bjork. I just think it was so demented and ridiculous. Like, that was my sense of humour right there, just her being absolutely batshit crazy. What did she say about the testicles? Remove your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> And then when she started eating her card, you know, and she was just like, oh, fine, that's okay. And then started eating her card. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she tapped into her inner sociopath and she just wreaked havoc on the panel. Like, that's the one that's made me, like, actually laugh out loud the most. No, I actually agree. And you know what? I'm going to go on that Gay Times listicle that you created. I'm just going to soak up the highs of Snatch Game history. (laughs) Who would you impersonate a Snatch Game? I mean, we've already discussed this. For Drag Race UK Season 2 Snatch Game. And you told me, which I still can't believe, I still don't get it, that you would do Jasmine from Aladdin. Do you still stand by that? Do you know what? Um, to our loyal listeners, I don't know what happened to me in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, who's pretty and brown? And I was <laughs> Oh, you think you're pretty? No, you're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It's a controversial pick, but I think I would do a good Nicki Minaj. Okay. I know you have some Nicki Minaj quotes in your repertoire. What are your favourite Nicki Minajisms? I would be like, Young Money Cashman. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, it's only Gatania. <laughs> do you know what? Let's be honest. I feel like I would be such a mess on the show. I wouldn't even get to Snatch Game. No, no, no. You'd be lovable. They would carry you to such No, I wouldn't. Okay, with Nicki Minaj, she's got memes like, your stupid fucking dinosaur. Yeah. When she goes, boobs. Young money cash money, Nicki Minaj. Red one. Oh, I feel like I flopped again. Okay, Umar, pipe down for a moment, please. It's time for an ad break. After this, we'll be chatting to one of the fiercest contestants in Drag Race history about their two impersonations on Snatch Game and ask them the following question, what makes a great Snatch Game character? We'll be back after this. 
Did you know that Gay Times Plus members get more from the world of Gay Times? <gasps> I did not. Tell me more. They enjoy the full, uncensored episodes of Snatched. <gasps> I mean, us uncensored sounds like trouble, but let's go. We're adding more benefits all the time, and the memberships are available anywhere in the world. And we love an international hunt. So make sure you sign up and join our growing community of LGBTQ plus people just like you. Learn more and sign up at GayTimesPlus.com. That's GayTimesPlus.com. Click, click. Thank you for staying with us with that ad break. Yep, it's time for our special guest star and the body is here. Trinity the Tuck dishes on her two Snatch Game performances, reveals some behind-the-scenes drama and the secret to an award-winning impersonation. Hi, Trinity the Tuck. Thank you for joining us on Snatch this week. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. On this week's episode, we've been reflecting on some of the most iconic Snatch games throughout history, as well as some duds. You've been one of the most consistent queens for the Snatch game so far. Tell me about Snatch Game, what it means to you as a queen, and what it was like doing it. Well, Snatch Game, I'm still a huge fan of the show. So Snatch Game is like the episode that as a fan, you want to watch because it's so iconic. And there's been so many amazingly great Snatch Games and then so many amazingly horrible Snatch Games, which just makes the episodes just so fun. And as a queen doing it, at least from my perspective, both times I was terrified to death because it's so iconic. You don't want to mess it up. You want to do well. So I'm happy that I was at least safe for the Amanda and then I won with Caitlin. So if I ever did another Snatch Game, I'm just praying to whatever power may be that I, I do at least safe. Do you know what? I think your Amanda Lepore one is really underrated. You got the voice, the look down. I was shocked that you were just safe. You know, actually, some of the girls were shocked that I was safe too because they don't show all of what you do on the Snatch Game and they, they really focus on the ones that put in the top and what they want to put in the bottom. And I thought I was going to be in the top as well because they edited down my jokes a lot to where it was just like just a couple because they wanted me to just be safe. So I thought, and some of the girl, other girls thought I was going to be in the top as well. But yeah, I love doing Amanda. So I try to pick characters that I relate to somehow with me. So Amanda with the whole like plastic surgery. And when you're like making fun of her, you're kind of making fun of yourself because I just relate to it. And then with Caitlin, I just feel like Caitlin is just a big dad joker. I don't really know Caitlin. Just by her voice, though, she just comes across as a dad joker. She just, she just has that kind of like old school humor. And so that's kind of what I pulled from, because I have the same humor. Have Caitlin or Amanda ever responded to your Snatch Game impersonations? Have they said anything? Caitlin has not. Amanda, yes, absolutely. Actually, I've, I've um, spoken with Amanda several times. I got to meet her at one of her iconic Club Kid shows in New York before the pandemic. And she was so gracious and kind and so tiny. And I'm just such a huge fan of her. She's so amazing. She loved it. She thought it was great. And actually, what you guys didn't get to see on season nine, when they do the videos from some of the celebrities, Amanda was actually one of my videos. And they just didn't show the one for Amanda. They showed the other video. That's confusing. I never understand why they cut certain bits and leave certain bits in. Like, Amanda Lepore would be great to have on, you know, Drag Race stage. Another reason for people to 
you know, educate themselves on her as well. Like, I think the reason why is because Amanda is, is really well known in our community and like our culture, but in the world of straight cis people, she's not as well known. And the person that they used was an actor on SNL because SNL had did a skit about me around that same time. So they used his video um, rather than Amanda's for TV purposes. But I did get a message from Amanda and she was just so, so gracious and fun. Okay, tell me then, what else didn't we see from both your impersonations? What didn't make the edit or maybe behind the scenes drama, you know, fans lap this stuff up. <laughs> I think for Caitlin, you got most of the stuff because they wanted me to be in the top. They put in all my best jokes. So that was pretty much what it was. What you didn't get to see was during my panel, which was me, Naomi, whoever the other two were, I don't remember, it didn't really matter. I had the entire crew just laughing. There was like a, a camera line of like five cameras. All of them were just hysterically laughing. RuPaul could not stop laughing. And I was like, didn't know at first if she was laughing at me, but she was. And then I, I got more into it and that made me more confident. And then I just kept going with it. Just ended up being what it was. Now, in All Stars 4, you said you didn't have a backup when that Gia conflict happened. <laughs> no, Gia said she didn't have a backup. I said I did have a backup, but I wasn't going to do the backups. I was going to do Caitlyn. Um, the thing about that whole thing um, that the fans don't know is that the fight between me and Gia was not, it was not a real fight. Gia had came to me before that moment and was like, hey, look, I know that you're doing Caitlyn. I know that you're going to kill it more than me. So you can just do Caitlyn and I'll pick something else. But for the sake of TV, you know, we should have a fight. Okay, were there any moments then on Snatch Game where Gia said something to you and you, in the back of your head you said, okay, she's obviously doing this for TV purposes, but it shocked you what she said. Oh, absolutely. Like when we had to do the Libraries Open Reading Challenge, said I would recommend a doctor and she's like, I don't want to die. It was like, what? It literally just comes out and you're like, what? And then her part where she was like, well, what you want to do is not necessarily what you're going to do. Everything that she says is just something that's just, you know, a meme immediately. Oh, amazing. So tell me, what's the secret to killing Snatch Game then? I think you have to find something that you can relate to with a character and know a lot about the character, but don't let your knowledge overtake the comedy aspects. You have to have those zingers. And it's more important to be funny than it is to be authentic of the character. So if you can just somehow incorporate your humor with the character, that's the recipe. Okay, so besides your Caitlin then, who do you think killed it the most on Snatch Game? Who's your favorite? I don't know. Ben, both times that she was on... Her characters were amazing. Ginger Minge, her Adele was so funny. Bob killed it. I loved Chad's Cher. I really liked Naomi's Wendy Williams was really good. There's just so many. There's there's so literally so many. Gigi's Robot, she was exactly that. The Vivian's Trump, hello. That was so good. Margaret Thatcher, yes. Bimini's character, I've never even saw who that is or know who that is, but it was just so funny. What I don't know who it, she was trying to be, but it was funny. I loved it. Trinity, you need to get onto the YouTube right now, put in Katie Price, educate yourself on this British icon. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was, it was great. Bimini killed it. It was so good. 
Now, on the flip side, who do you think flopped the hardest? Oh. I'm stirring a pot here, aren't I? There is a <laughs> lot of flops. I mean, you really could pick at least one character from each season that just was absolutely bombed. I think probably one of the worst was Gia's character from All Stars. I mean, that's when she went home. Not only did she do bad, but she like was pulling other people down with her. So it wasn't just her like going up in flames. She was like, if I'm going down, you're all going down because I'm going to pull you all down. So she was really bad. Who, who was the worst ones for you? There's two that come to mind, but I think they're so bad. They're hilarious. So Kenya Michaels as Beyonce was what the hell? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Her English is not so clear. She literally just made no sense. Yeah. And she was like going crazy. It looked like Beyonce on crack. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, you're right. And then there's also Cynthia Lee Fontaine as Sofia Vergara. I agree. <laughs> she basically played herself. She didn't even try to be Sofia. Exactly. I mean, both so bad, they're great. I laugh every single time I watch them. Yeah. Oh, Aja's character, Crystal LaBeja, was so good. She was exactly the character. I thought she was going to win. I don't know how that was safe. Honestly, I, I don't understand that judge. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. And she looked exactly like her too. Oh, so good. More recognition for Arja's Crystal LaBeja. We demand it. <laughs> okay. Final question for you, Trinity. Okay. So I know you mentioned this earlier, but do you have a third Snatch Game impersonation under your belt for when you eventually strut back into that workroom for a Drag Race winner's season? Well, you know, Jennifer Coolidge has not been done yet and she's been my backup several times. So maybe I'll pull her out. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I will. Oh, amazing. I mean, Jennifer Coolidge in a Cinderella story is like the best one. Or Legally Blonde. Yeah, there's just... Oh, so many things. She also does a lot of Botox. She's a cougar. She plays the dumb blonde a lot. So those things I relate to. So that definitely something that I could pull from. Okay, well, I can't wait to see you on a Drag Race winner season in, well, it might be in a year's time at this rate, right? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I, I would love to go back on TV, whatever capacity they put me on. Uh, who knows if that will ever happen, but I would love to. Who knows? Maybe I'll do Drag Race UK next. Oh, my God. Just to see you with someone like Bag of Chips or Ginny Lemon would just be... It would be fun. Thank you so much, Nancy. It's been so much fun chatting with you. Yes. All right. Well, have a great day. Nice chatting. Bye, Trinity. Bye-bye. Ooh, uh, Jennifer Coolidge would be a good one. Oh, my God, imagine. That would be good content. I know. I mean, she's proven she can do characters, right? I mean, her Amanda Lepore was amazing. Like she said, she should have been in the top for that. Her Caitlyn Jenner mm. killed All Stars 4. And it's about bloody time we got some Jennifer Coolidge on this Snatch game. Mm -hmm. Do you know who does a good Jennifer Coolidge? Juno Birch. Have you seen her one? Juno Birch is fucking amazing. Ah, oh, can you can you so can you do a Jennifer Coolidge impression? Sam, Sam, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> I sound like a gremlin. Oh, you did, yeah. You sound like a gremlin. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up, because we actually have another interview this week. Uh, Umar. Put on his journalist hat. He's got his qualifications now. <laughs> so, Mark, please, can you tell our audience a little bit about that and what we can expect? Oh, yeah, honey. I put my... I picked up my quill. I put on my <laughs> journalistic 
hat on and I had the pleasure of interviewing Bimini Bomboulash from Drag Race UK season two. And yeah, we had a gorgeous chat. We sat down, spoke about Depop's Let's Talk panel discussion on World Earth Day and how we can save the planet. And whilst we were sitting, we just spoke a little bit about Snatch Game and her Katie Price and all that stuff. So, without further ado, oh, I'm excited! I'm excited! I'm really excited! (laughs) Hello, Bimini. How are you doing? I'm all right, babe. How are you? I'm good. I'm enjoying the tumultuous weather. It's hot. It's cold, but we love to see it. We love it. Yeah. Um, Snatch Game. So obviously your Katie Price has gone down in the history books of being iconic, probably top three Snatch Game performances of all time. How do you, like, did you ever anticipate it becoming so iconic? No, and she wasn't even my first option. I was almost going to do Jennifer Saunders. So she was like, it was either Jennifer Saunders or Katie Price. And I think that just shows like, the different worlds of that I that my mind lives in because Jennifer Saunders I grew up with and I grew up with Katie Price and I love them both for different reasons and I think I like I love Katie and I've always have and I just think she's just like she's had it rough sometimes but like she's not always had a good time in the press and like or the press and I think she just she just deserved a bit of love and recognition I think I knew that I could be cheeky and like go quite far, but not too far, like that it was insulting to her. And she appreciated it. I mean, she did her video on YouTube where she we, she spoke about it. And to have your Snatch Game spoken about by the person you did, that's, I mean, that's iconic in itself. And actually I was on a shoot yesterday and she was in the building with me, but we never met. Oh my God. I know, I was fuming. That would have been a lot of chaotic energy. My makeup artist that was there, like, said that they walked past her and she and they went, hi, and she just kind of looked at the floor and smiled. But, I mean, if she'd done that to me, I would have loved it. <laughs> you, you would have been like, bow down to the... Yeah, I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> um, that's great. So, in terms of the preparation for Snatched and obviously you probably looked at the Snatch games that have come before in history. So in terms of your view, what is one of the best and one of the worst Snatch games you've seen on the show across, across the board? I think best Snatch games or all-time favourites, I loved Adores Anna Nicole. And I, I think that was just so good. Maybe like, maybe now it probably <laughs> didn't age very well, but like at the time it was iconic. And I think as well, Judge Judy. And I think, I mean, just season six, a lot of the season six Snatch Games were really, really good. And worst Snatch Games, who would I say? I don't know. I feel like I can't even, I can't remember who did them, but like basically no one's ever done a good Beyonce. So I don't know what that means. But like <laughs> both times Beyonce's been done, it's just been not very good. So I think, yeah, that was um No, yeah. I think Beyonce is just a hard nut to crack. I think with with Snatch Game, like the, the important thing to do is like 
you can you can only prepare so much because you don't actually know what Rue's going to say to you and you've just got to have something you can come back with. But the thing that I found with the pricey after growing up with watching her is that she was so unpredictable with what she was going to say. And you can say anything really in the vein of the character that you're portraying. And the, the more outrageous it is or the more kind of something that you wouldn't expect them to say, it works. Mm. Like if, if they have catchphrases, you don't want to just start say their catchphrase straight away. You want to say something and then maybe follow it up with their catchphrase. Like you don't want to go just in there with like a Rolodex of stuff that they've said. You want to say stuff that they could say that is funny and then bring their, their catchphrase. And I think that's what getting the good blend is about. I think also that's like just a testament of like your quick wit and Spon- like what's it spontaneity in terms of like just being quick on your feet rolling with it and just soaking into the character and I think you did that yeah. so amazingly well um, I think letting go was a big thing and I think the position that I was in on the end helped me because I just saw how terrible everyone else was and I was like well I've got to do too much <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> Well, that is the blessing of being the last one to kind of introduce yourself. You can kind of, yeah. you can kind of assess. Um, Ginger Minjas Adele, Ginger Minjas Adele was good as uh, well. Oh my god, where she's like, have you got a lie? Yeah. <laughs> Did I win again? So many good lines. Yeah. So on a final note, is there any behind the scenes tea of the snatch game that you could reveal in terms of like, is it longer than we? think it is on tv yeah 100% 100% I don't think the snatch game did like obviously I was fine I think everyone was a lot funnier than they came across to be okay yeah like taste didn't come as as cross as funny to me on the telly as she did when we were sat there I was pissing myself and I think it was I don't know what it was for but like yeah she obviously did well and she was high, but taste was taste was like undoubtedly hilarious. Yeah, and I think obviously there's there's probably so much footage that we just don't get to see. I want to see the unedited version because there was oh like, I that loads of jokes. <laughs> Do you get any toilet breaks <laughs> in between the segment, or is it just we don't get a toilet break the entire time we're filming? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> for the oh for the. For the month that you're away, you're not allowed to go to the toilet. Oh, my. Well, you know. <laughs> the title of the article is, like, <laughs> Bimini reveals you're not allowed to piss at RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> it's a sweatshop. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Bimini, for thank you. this morning. And um, everything sounds amazing. I think the Depop stuff, such an amazing cause. And... I think the future looks bright for you. Thank you, babes. Well, I look forward to meeting you or speaking to you again soon. What an interesting interview, Uma. Well, I'm really surprised. Not only are you a fashion editor, but now you're a journalist. I think I smell a bullet surprise in your future. Oh, my God. Honey, I was like, this is a whole new world. (laughs) Um, I always hand the hosting interviewing duties in your capable hands. I just sit back and be the chaotic voice of no reason. But I, I feel like I can get into this 
this interviewing gig. What did you think of Bimini's behind the scenes tea? Mm, yes, very interesting. I like that we got a little bit of a sneak peek of what goes on in Snatch Game. She doesn't get no motherfucking toilet breaks. That's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, no, it was great. I, I am surprised that she wanted to do Jennifer Saunders. I've said week after week that I want to see Jennifer motherfucking Saunders. Yeah, I think with Jennifer Saunders, I mean, okay, uh, like, where would you go with Jennifer Saunders? Like, would you... Because she's a Snatch Game character in herself, where she's always impersonating other people. So what mm -hmm. Jennifer Saunders, as Jennifer Saunders, would you go down? Are you having me on? No. You would obviously do Jennifer Saunders as Eddie from Absolutely Fabulous. Oh. Do you know what? Controversial opinion. I don't find Ab Fab funny. <sighs> okay. Uh, oh, I don't really know how to respond to this. Um, I'm not loving this. I'm taking back your Pulitzer Prize. No. Um, no, I do love Jennifer Zorners in Shrek 2 as a fairy godmother. That's iconic. Okay, but... Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're just stunned. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not happy with... Uh, no, no, maybe, no. I think we need to go to our, our next week's episode bit because we're going to have to talk off camera <laughs> about oh, this. <laughs> our next week's episode, Umar and I will be reflecting on another one of Drag Race's staple maxi challenges, the RuPaul remixes, which Ooh. includes the likes of Kitty Girl, American, and of course, Read You Wrote You. Umar, say bye. Goodbye from me, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> Young money cash money up. <laughs> Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ plus news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Finally, make sure you check out Gay Times Plus, our membership platform for everyone in our community. And remember, you can find more information at gaytimesplus.com.